We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Good one today. That was good. Welcome into the show. It is Thursday, May the 18th, as we uh, hit the record button, a little after 2 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Tyler, how are you? Man, I am, I am good. I'm even better now. I can't really, and you're not a peach guy. Mm-mm. So I almost feel sorry for you a little bit. Okay. This is, I'm not joking. This is maybe twice as good as Red Dragon. I could I, I could drink this I mean, stuff look, all day look, long. Those are fighting words. I know. This is uh, the peach nectarine rainstorm. I mean, I, I can't even put it into words. It, it tastes like a Georgia peach. So good. <laughs> not a sponsored Georgia peach. <laughs> We are uh, brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. Red Dragon is the boss. It's got <laughs> what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. You check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Our friend Bob with Rain is uh, in the air watching us on live stream on YouTube. Do us a favor, Bob and everybody else. Yep. Hit the like button. Hit the uh, subscribe button. If you are listening on um, Spotify, hit the follow button. We would be most appreciative. We're How about this? Very, very close to 6,000. Less than 10 subscribers from 6,000. Can yeah. we get it done on this show? Can we, if we get it done on this show, Neil will take your shirt off and do a dance. I will not take my <laughs> shirt off and do a dance. I will thank you profusely. <laughs> 10 subscribers. So if you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button, please. Uh, it is free for all you people that still use floppy disk in your Google machines. It is free. So there you go. All right. So we did uh, we did <clears throat> SEC West last week. Yep. Or Tuesday. Monday. Monday. 
Man, it's been, it's been <laughs> a week. It's been a week. I don't know why it's been such a weird week, but it has. I think, I guess coming back from the weekend and Caroline was here for a couple of days. She's on her way back up to Fayetteville as we speak. Just, I don't know. I haven't mentally been locked in. Yeah, I've and been. So I've lost track of days. You've been super busy. I've been as busy as I've ever been. I've, I've, and so it's like we did the show. It felt like we did the show yesterday, and then today happened. This the last two days have disappeared. Last week and this week, we had people <clears throat> in the house working on stuff, and for whatever reason, people in the house working on stuff throws me off. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the uh, Rippy show um, Tuesday. He called me or he texted me and said, "Hey, can you?" want me to be on his show and I was like he's like you got any time to do it I said well if it's if if you're free right now (laughs) I said because I don't I'm not looking good for the rest of the week and and we literally uh I went book from taping in like less than 20 minutes (laughs) how about that what y'all talk about just he was asking me about stuff we hadn't talked about but just my career and oh how I got places and I don't remember what we talked about I had to go back and that's that will tell you I remember we talked about uh, how I got got on with Coach Roberts. Remember mm-hmm. Freeze, and, and I don't remember much after that. I don't think I got in trouble or got anybody in trouble. I remember telling him I was wanting to throat punch somebody how we got fired here. Um, Not how we got fired, but how I didn't get a chance to tell my family. But um, it was good. I still feel guilty about that. but It's not your fault. It wasn't my fault. I had, to, I had a job to do. No, I hated fault. it, though. It was one of those days where I'm like, this sucks. Well, no, that wasn't the problem. The problem was it, was it wasn't supposed to get to you until right. we got back. It wasn't just you. It was the guest released or however they do that thing. But anyway. All right, you doing, You you starting them off? All right, so we you start. schedules? Yep, yeah, start with the Georgia Bulldogs. They've been pretty good the last couple of years. They're okay. I uh, got some talent. <laughs> uh, Georgia, the over-under on Georgia. This is regular season wins, by the way. The over-under on Georgia is 11 and a half. Georgia. So they're saying they're going to go. You're either going undefeated or you're going. Are you losing a game? If Georgia loses a game and you take the over, you're out. You lose. If you take the under, you're searching for a loss, and here's where you would be searching from. They open with UT Martin. Don't think that's going to get it. I like my. I love my guy Simpson up there at UT Martin, but I think that's going to be tough. They uh, stay at home the next week and face Ball State. Mm. Then they're at home the next week for South Carolina. Okay. Okay. South Carolina did beat them in Sanford Stadium a few years ago with Will Muschamp. Okay. Uh, Then they are at home one more week in September to face the Blazers of UAB, Trent Dilfer and company heading uh, to Sanford Stadium. Yep. Then they hit the road for their road opener September the 30th at uh, Jordan-Hare. Hello to everyone watching from Auburn. It's um, (laughs) – It's uh, Georgia and Auburn, September the 30th, on the Plains. By the way, I, as an Auburn person, uh, yes. which I guess Auburn people have don't know that, but as an Auburn person, a resident Botagita guy, I don't like the Auburn-Georgia game being played in the middle of the season. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a traditionalist where it needs to go Georgia then Bama. Yeah. I, I, don't, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like playing the game of the year. It's, just me. it's weird September the 30th to see that game, but there it is. Yeah. Um, Kentucky is at Georgia, October the 7th. Then Georgia heads to Nashville to face uh, Vanderbilt, October the 14th. Get an open date. And then they close with uh, the uh, the cocktail party in uh, Jacksonville, Georgia, and Florida, October the 28th. 
Georgia comes home for back-to-back games, uh, entertaining Missouri and Ole Miss. And then Georgia goes to Tennessee and to Georgia Tech to finish the regular season. Um, I've got the over. And I'm not betting against them. And I'm just – I don't even blink. I, yeah. I didn't – I didn't. there was not one game in that entire thing that I just went through where I even thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. Not one. I, I mean, have, in every one of those games, I went blowout, blowout, big win, blowout. The two big win, big win, blowout, probably a blowout, probably a blowout, big win, fairly easy win, blowout. The two that stick out to me, if you said, hey, if you told me they're going to lose a game, mm-hmm. and I knew that they were going to lose a game and I had to pick it, I would say either Tennessee or South Carolina. Those would be the two. I don't think South Carolina's going to do it. I'm just saying that game's not going to be a – I don't think that's a blowout. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it being a competitive game for a while, but it's it's not going to be tense. <laughs> I just – I like uh, – I do like – we'll go over South Carolina in a minute. I like them, but – I do too. I, um, I think they're a good team. I'm not betting against Georgia. I'm, I'm going over and – I mean, until they're in Alabama status with me, which is I'm not betting against you, so you're going to have to be really bad for me to start betting against you. So I'm betting with you, Georgia, over. Yeah. I mean, you could have them go to Tuscaloosa and to Baton Rouge, and I probably would still predict the over, but I would at least blink at those games and go, hmm. But that schedule, that's that's I'm, just, I'm still not betting against them until they prove me otherwise, and they've gone a long time. Without doing that. All right, so we're both going over on yep. uh, on the dogs. All right, we'll pull up Tennessee is next. Tennessee, the over-under is nine and a half. Let me tell you the scary thing about Tennessee. Okay. The scary thing about Tennessee while you're pulling up that schedule is they're at nine and a half. And if you talk to people inside the building in Tennessee, yeah, they think this is going to be their worst team they'll ever have. And if nine and a half is the number and it's the worst team that they're going to have, they're a-coming. And let me tell you something. The money that they spent on our good friend Nico Lamavalea, worth every penny. He's going to be a dude. Yeah. Um, he's going to end up pushing Milton before this is all said and done to play. All right. So uh, Nico, I, Nico Iamaliva and the uh, balls open on September the 2nd. Can you pronounce that one more time for me? Nico Iamaliva. Iamaliva. Nico Iamaliva. Okay. I'm going, I can get that one. Virginia heads to Knoxville. Is that in Knoxville or is that on a neutral site? That's got a neutral know. site written all over it. Well, they did They did this thing where they were playing pit there at home and all that stuff, so it may be. I don't know. This could end up being a, a pre- <laughs> preview of SEC game in a few years. Virginia is at Tennessee. Then Austin P is at Tennessee. Uh, then the uh, the Vols hit the road September 16th. They go to Florida, come home to play uh, Texas San Antonio uh, and South Carolina on back-to-back weeks. Then they get a break on October the 7th, October the 14th. They entertain Texas A&M. Then a week later, they head to Alabama and and then to Kentucky to round out uh, the month of October. Uh, They open November at home against Connecticut. Then they head to Missouri, uh, come back home November the 18th to play host to Georgia, and then entertain Vanderbilt November the 25th to end the season. All right, so uh, I'm looking for four L's. No, just three. Well, nine and a half's the number, so I'm looking for four. If I want to go under, they got to lose four. No, no, got to lose three. Yeah, 
My bad. Duh. It's okay. Whew. Been a long week. It has. <laughs> I went to ULM. <laughs> we didn't have to count to 10. Well, and if you did, we were kind of like the public school system, really. There we go. It was kind of like. See you guys on Monday. <laughs> it was kind of like this. Count to 10. And you say one, and they go, good job. And then you go two, three, four. Eight, ten. And they look at you and go, it's close enough to see. <laughs> and you passed. And so you never, and if you could go over, they'd say, okay, bonus credit. Can you name any number higher than ten? And you'd say, 68. I had a B. Now, you couldn't go from a B to an A. They'd round up the... <laughs> They'd round up a 32 to a 70 to get you the C. But if you had an 89, you sure as hell weren't getting a 90. So. Make, the, make sure those state testing and state scores are good, Neil. Yeah, you got to gotta do that. Uh, all right, I got to find three losses. Uh, I think they could lose to South Carolina at home. I think they could lose to Texas A&M at home. I think they will lose at Alabama. I don't know if you've heard of that Morgan Wallen song where he goes. I don't know the words, but I know it exists. Talks about going down to Alabama to see Tennessee get beat again, and they did. And then he went to the bar, and he met the girl, and he took the girl back. So, jokes yeah. on Alabama. They lost big this time. They just got a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't – I think they beat Kentucky this year. Um, I think they could lose at Missouri, and I think they will lose to Georgia at home. So, I'm going to go under. I'm also going under. I, I'm going to put them at 9-3. and three. I think they're just short. I think they lose to Alabama. I think they lose to Georgia. And I think they, they have too many fifth games that I think are close enough to where they could lose another one. So I got them going under at nine and three. Okay. I got them going like eight and four, but fair yeah. enough. Yeah. We're both we're both under. It all all right. pays the same. South Carolina. I don't need to look at schedule. Kentucky and Missouri are all six and five. We will uh Six point five, I should say, is the six and a half is the over under. I don't need to look at a schedule at, at any of the next three. Well, I do. So here we go. And I suspect some of our viewers and listeners would like to know the schedule. South Carolina opens, I think it's a neutral site game against North Carolina on September the sixth. Then they uh, they head home to uh, face Furman. They go to Georgia. They entertain Mississippi State. They go to Tennessee. They entertain Florida, a lot of home away, home away, home away, uh, at Missouri, at Texas A&M, home against uh, your guy Rich Rodriguez in Jacksonville State, home against Vanderbilt, home against Kentucky, and home against the Clemson Tigers. So the over-under is six and a half, and I love the over here. Love it. Pounding it. I mean. I legit bet this one. I, I mean, yeah, give I, me that. Look, we said it last year, and and you, along with everybody else on this show, made fun of me. Uh, for liking South Carolina so much because all I said in our preview last year was they're going to be better than they were, just a little bit better than they were last year. So the first year was six and six. He was seven mm -hmm. and five. And so you're just asking to go seven and five? Dude, Easy. Let's go. I think they beat North Carolina, beat Furman. I think they beat Mississippi State at home. I told you I think they win at Tennessee. I think they beat Florida at home. Got a hell of a shot to beat South. I mean Missouri and Missouri. Beat Jacksonville State. They beat Vanderbilt. They beat Kentucky. And I won't be shocked if they beat Clemson again. On the risk of being used as a meme, 
I like the Cox. There's no chance that gets used. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> You're good. Are you and the guy still fighting on TikTok, by the way? Um, I don't know. I haven't paid attention. But I'm sure he's still saying something. We can talk about him in a little bit. All right. Uh, Kentucky is also six and a half. <clears throat> is the over-under. Uh, Will Levis lists balls. I mean, uh, Wildcats. Ball. St- I was reading what got me. was a, They opened with Ball State. That's my mind. It happens. Uh, they were opening <laughs> with uh, Ball State. Then they play Eastern Kentucky and Akron uh, in, to open the, the schedule. They open SEC play uh, in Nashville September the 23rd against Vanderbilt. Um, they come back and entertain Florida. Then they head to Georgia. Uh, they play uh, Missouri at home October the 14th. Then they get an open date, and they finish with Tennessee at home, at Mississippi State, Alabama at home, at South Carolina, at Louisville. So we're looking for seven wins if you want to get the over. They start with four, I think, I think, because I think they beat Vanderbilt. I agree. If they beat Vanderbilt, they get four. I think they beat Florida at home. I know you probably disagree here. I'm I'm not big on the Gators. That's five. They lose they lose to uh, Georgia five and one. I think they beat Missouri at home. Uh, I don't know what I think about Mississippi State. They beat Louisville. Is that, did that get them to seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I've got them just over. I also have them over, Neil. I am on the uh, grind says under for Kentucky. I disagree. I, I I think people are looking too much about what was on their team last year. Oh, Will Levis left. We can't replace Will Levis. Well, not only did you replace Will Levis with Devin Leary from NC State, who's also a dude, you got your old OC back. That is going to make all the difference in the world. That's why he struggled last year is because he changed offenses and it wasn't the same. I'm going big on Kentucky going over. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to look more like the 2021 Kentucky Wildcats than they did the 2022 Kentucky Wildcats. I think they're going to be a lot better um, than people are giving them credit for. So I'm easily going Kentucky over um, to the point where I think they may be the second best team in the East. I like them that much. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like him that much because of the quarterback. Like people that didn't watch football that doesn't know anything about Leary as a quarterback. <clears throat> Go watch NC State last year when he played quarterback. I mean, what were they undefeated? Were they undefeated? And in the conversation until he gets hurt last year at NC State, and he gets hurt and they struggled a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the guy's good, and you got your coordinator that you had in 2021 mm-hmm. that left the left to go to the NFL came, comes back. I'm all in on Kentucky. Okay. Interesting. All right. Missouri is uh, six and a half. Missouri opens September the 2nd at home against South Dakota. Then they play Middle Tennessee and Kansas State at home. That's their uh, their, their home opener, the opening slate. Uh, they go to Memphis on September the 23rd, and an AD should be fired for canceling that game game. Then they go uh, to Vanderbilt September the 30th, come home on October the 7th to face LSU. Then at Kentucky October the 14th, uh, South Carolina comes there October 21st, open date. Uh, then they November finish is uh, at Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home, at Arkansas November the 25th, which apparently is a Saturday game this year, November the 25th to uh, finish things up in Fayetteville. 
Mm. Kind of like the under here. You like under six and a half? I kind of do. I, I think Kansas State's a tough game. Um, I'm not shocked if this is this is a Vanderbilt win in Nashville against them. Uh, I think they lose at home to LSU. I think they lose at Kentucky. I think they probably lose at home to South Carolina. They lose at Georgia. Uh, they probably lose at home against Tennessee. They could beat Florida, and I think they probably lose at Arkansas. That's become a home t- home team wins that game game. To me, it's all about who's playing quarterback, right? I mean, that's the big mystery up there is who's going to be the quarterback and and how is he going to be the guy that's playing. I think they've done a really good job everywhere else uh, retooling your team. I think, you know, Kevin Peoples, their defensive line coach, I honestly believe is the best defensive line coach in America. Uh, Jacob Peeler's receivers coach there. Obviously, we know about him, uh, work with him, and he's a phenomenal recruiter. And, you know, you look at last year, they had no business being in the games. They were in every game, man, and they were close. Oh, they were really close to having nine wins. Like they, they believe they're playing for him. Um, I don't know. This is – if they get good quarterback play, they can go over. And they can go over a good bit. But if they don't have good quarterback play, this could be a good team, a good 21 players that gets – that's because of the quarterback position struggles. But if they get good quarterback play, don't even have to have good quarterback play. Just be okay. And they can easily go over. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll say over because I like the rest of the team. But it's all going to depend on what the guy behind center, who who the guy is behind center. I don't think they know yet. So that's that's me with Missouri. All right, one last one. It's Vanderbilt. The, you got to get the Gators. The, oh, I, I left out the Gators. You know, I know we're we're going to set the world on fire here. We'll have some mean talks for this one. Okay, let me let me pull that up and do this right. I skipped right over Florida. I total disrespect. This will get everybody fired up. All right. The Florida Gators in 2023. Five and a half is the over-under. Five and a half is the over-under. They open August the 31st, so that's a Thursday, I think. Yeah, yeah, Thursday, August the 31st at Utah. Not an easy assignment. Nope. Uh, McNeese State comes in on September the 9th. Tennessee comes in September the 16th. And Charlotte comes in September the 23rd. Okay. Then they uh, hit the road for a week. They play at Kentucky, September the 30th. Home against Vanderbilt on October the 7th, a chance for revenge for the Gators after losing in Nashville a year ago. At South Carolina, October the 14th. Then an open date. They get Georgia in the cocktail party that we referenced earlier in the show. They get uh, Arkansas at home on November the 4th. They go to LSU November the 11th, to Missouri on November the 18th, and then they play Florida State in Gainesville on November the 25th. The over-under is five and a half. So my initial WL, WL, or W win-loss win, toss, okay, I've got, got them losing to Utah, beating McNeese. I've got them losing to Tennessee, beating Charlotte. I've got them losing to Kentucky, beating Vanderbilt. So I got three wins. Losing at South Carolina, losing to Georgia. I think Arkansas is a toss. Lose to LSU. Being generous, I'll call Missouri a toss, but frankly, I'd pick Missouri, and then I think Florida State beats them in Gainesville. I, I go under. I'm going over. Is that because they're your friends? No. Okay. I believe in Billy. Um, I know what uh, – I know what we saw last year when we saw it up close and personal. I know what he's had to get rid of 
I know what he's had to change. I know what he's rebuilding it with. Um, yeah, that was not a good-looking unit in um, And a lot of those players Vegas. that you saw out there are not there anymore. There's a lot of – he had to do a lot of house cleaning. Um, and he's, he's done it. He understands the pressure. Um, I'm going over five and a half. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think they get at least six and six. I think they're going to be better than what everybody thinks they're going to be. Everybody's like, oh, well, they lost Anthony Richardson. Did y'all watch Florida play football last year? He wasn't like, whoo, he's not the reason they won six games, okay? It wasn't like he was going and winning games by himself. He beat Utah by himself. Eh, I mean, what was the score of the game? It was like, what, it was a low-scoring game? He, didn't do, he just a, didn't lose the game. I thought it was in the 30s. Uh, he didn't lose the game. I don't think he won the game. I never watched Florida play and goes, by God, they won that game because of Anthony Richardson. Um, I, I just think they're going to be better. I don't. Y'all can y'all can hate on my ass. Y'all can hit me up in the freaking mean talks and all that shit y'all want to do. I like Florida. I don't think they're going to win the damn East or anything. Um, but I believe in Billy. I know what he's doing roster building wise. Um, and I think you know Florida is probably the least patient fans. I didn't realize this until I looked this up the other day. They have to be the least patient fans in the SEC. They have to be. Well, they're all New Yorkers. Well, I don't know about all that, but. I don't know where they come from, but they, they come from the northeast. That that Gainesville. <laughs> Get out of here. No, Gainesville is Get out of here. Gainesville is the least southern I mean, it is the least southern SEC school in the country. Why would you in say the, that? in the league? Are you seriously? Yeah, the, all their all their students are from the northeast. Oh, I didn't I don't get all that, but <laughs> you threw me off. But here's my point. All right, is they're going they're gonna be better. And they are, and Billy knows how to build rosters. But when you go back and you look, because everybody's like, well, they haven't been the same since Urban Meyer. Well, dude, like Jim McElwain, he was there like two years and got fired in the middle of year three. He went to the SEC championship game his first two years. And then his third year, they had a bad year. You're gone. Dan Mullen comes in. Dan Mullen gets fired in year four. Well, years one, two, and three, he went to New Year's six bowl games. Yeah. Year four. Yeah, so Billy's just hey, he's starting them backwards. Say, hey, hey, this is his back. You know, he'll do the slow build. I, I like what Billy's doing. I do. Okay, people hate on Billy. No, I think Billy Napier's a terrific. I'm just coach. trying to tell everybody. He he. Is, I'm having a hard time getting that. I'm not. Image it's one of, year, man, and it was a no, 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 I, no, no. Hold up, hold up. You're trying to. You can't count the freaking Vegas Bowl, man. I, I'm saying I'm having a hard time getting it out of my head because that's they why got, they don't need to play bowl games. They got whipped. Um. What I'm trying to say is I'm not I'm not saying he won't get it done. I just don't think it's quick fix. After looking at after looking at what I saw that day in December, well, I'm like, whoa. In my, in my defense, over five and a half is not really calling it a quick fix. I'm just saying it's over five and a half. I mean, they went six and six last year. Yeah, I'm just having a hard time getting them to six. They'll find a way. Still Florida. Okay. They'll find a way. Florida, I was told some other day, Florida is Florida, man. You know, Urban Meyer. What does that mean? <laughs> because because they're going they if you give a coach there long, it's kind of like LSU and Brian Kelly, right? Every coach at LSU, every coach. I know I'm not comparing the jobs, okay. but I'm just trying to. Because if I offer even, if I offer that job to hundred coaches, they're taking it hundred and five times. All right, but what I'm saying is, is Spurrier had a run in the '90s, right? He did, but he would win Where, anywhere. But he won. He, he won, won big at South Carolina. He didn't win that big. He won ten games. But they were. He was winning ten games every year. I, I at know, South, at but, Florida. I know, but he, he won 10 games a couple of times at South Carolina. Nobody does that. Yeah, like twice. Yeah, but no one does that. No one okay. before him or since then has done that. All right, Florida. 
I mean, Will's a good coach, and he just failed there. Why? Because it's a hard job. It's a hard job. Very hard job. All right. Florida, with Steve Spurrier, had an Alabama-Georgia-ish run in the 90s. Okay. Okay, dominated the league. Yeah. All right. For sure. Since he left. Since he freaking shot the deuce. The only guy that's won there has been Urban Meyer. Won for a length of time. He won national championships. Yeah. All right. He won the big game. But winning as a program and being a winning program, I dis- that's where I disagree okay. with everybody. Because okay. you can't say what other school in the SEC would fire their coach that went to three consecutive no, New Year's Six games if the argument, and had one losing if season. If the argument is they have the quickest trigger, I'm with you. Yeah, that, but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. what other school fires their coach? And not that it just fires him, dismisses what he did. Like he's a shitty coach. Wait a minute. Dan Mullen just took you to three straight – New Year's six games, and they had a bad year, and his ass was fired. That doesn't mean he's a shitty coach. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Jim McElwain got fired in the middle of his third year. Well, the first two years that he was your coach, you won the East and went to Atlanta. Like, how is that not being successful? Because you didn't win the national championship? I'm with you. But if if winning the national championship is the bar, I got, like, you're a great program, Florida, but in today's world – there's literally, in my opinion, there's three schools that that should be their bar. There are three programs out of 130, and Florida's not one of those three. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. That's it. Yeah. That's their, that is their bar. The other 127 teams in FBS, that's not your bar. Your bar is, hey, let's go compete and have a chance to win. And when you're at Florida or you're in the SEC and you're going to Atlanta, if you're going to Atlanta and you can win the league, you're probably the best team in the country. Yeah. Or you're competing there. And sure. so I just I disagree. Like now Will Muschamp, hey, he he struggled a little bit at Florida, but even in his struggles, he had he didn't have a great years. Hell, he had one year he went to the he went uh tied for the East and went to the Sugar Bowl. I mean, even he had his moment. Yeah. All right. Ron Zook's the only one I think that didn't really had to follow at Spur. I don't think he did so hot. No. All right, Vanderbilt, the over under is three and a half. The Commodores open at home against Hawaii, August the twenty sixth. So they play in that week zero game against them. Then they get Alabama A&M at home, at Wake Forest, at UNLV, uh, home against Kentucky, home against Missouri, at Florida, home against Georgia, at Ole Miss, home against Auburn, at South Carolina, at Tennessee, November 25th to wrap it up. Give me their out of conference one more time. Hawaii. Yep. Alabama A&M. Yep. Wake Forest, UNLV. I think this is an easy over, right? I think so. I've been saying they this. Could, they could finish this up in, out of conference. They're going to beat Hawaii. They're going to beat Alabama A&M. That's two. So yeah. we're, we're, we're almost there. So the Wake Forest game is the, is the weird one. Last year they played Wake. And Wake had the good quarterback, and it was a good game, but Hartman was the difference in the game. Well, he's now at Notre Dame. And he's not there anymore. Uh, they go to UNLV. It's Barry Odom's first year, all that stuff. I, I think that's a game Vanderbilt wins. So we've got them at three and a toss at Wake. Call it even a loss. Is there one SEC game they can win? Yeah, I think I don't know. Because if they win, be, if they win, win one. one SEC game, they, they yeah, I got so, so here are their here are the candidates. Can they <laughs> what's anybody but can they, Alabama Georgia? So they get Kentucky at home. Could could they beat Kentucky sure. at home? They could. I mean, I don't know if they will, but they um, could. Missouri at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to laugh at me, but at Florida. No, they can win it for sure. They've done um, it. 
They're not beating Georgia. No. They're not winning at Ole Miss. Um, Auburn at home, probably not. I mean, they could. Could, probably not. In my opinion, they can, they're going to be competitive in every game but the Georgia game, the Tennessee game, and the uh, Alabama game. Yeah. They don't play Alabama. I thought they played Alabama. No. no they get Auburn, then they go at South Carolina, at, at Tennessee. So I, I I can get them to four. I would feel better about four than I would yeah, predict I got, them to win three. I think they get it done out of conference. I like them. Barry Odom now at uh, UNLV. UNLV. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be fun. But yeah. I, I uh, look. I I like the guy, man. I, I like what they're doing. I know they're. they're he's a great looking guy. He is. God, he's a good looking dude. Brother from another mother. I wonder if such, his parents went to Alabama. Such a handsome man. I wonder if his parents. Clark were Lee. Teachers. Wow. One Just was a an English phenomenal professor. looking guy. Yeah. Could be. You think, I like you think maybe he's how old's Clark? He is mid to late forties. You think he's like a little brother that something happened? Could be. These things they happen. lost him. I see stuff on Dateline about this shit all the time. Or my parents just didn't want four, and so they put him up for adoption. Yeah, I mean he's a, he. And he ended up in a football family. Educated guy who goes to Vandy. Smart guy. Smart guy. You never know. Actually, the way I think about it, his intelligence might be the sign that no, that's not the case. <laughs> All right, which team? I got a question for you. What team or teams are you most interested in outside of the SEC? Oh, teams I'm interested in outside of the like SEC. When you're going to walk-ons and you're going and you're going to drink your beer at walk-ons, what is what team are you wanting to watch on TV? Iowa, for sure. Um, Michigan. Uh, Fl- Florida State. Florida State. Do they make another move? Like that Florida State LSU game, I'm I'm in. Not necessarily because of the outcome, but I want to see what what FSU looks like against them early. Um I mean obviously USC with Caleb Williams. I think that's interesting. Um I mean, realistically, that's about it. Well, I mean, no, take it with South Alabama. Yeah, I mean, our, our friends. Uh, I try not to count my friends in this one. I want to. Yeah, but I like Sun Belt. I like, I'm gonna I, watch them. Anyway. I like Sun Belt games. Um, I'm interested in Notre Dame a little bit. Like, I kind of wonder. I wonder what they look like because I think at the beginning of our conversation, I think they have a big decision to make here soon, and I think at some point they need to have an honest conversation with themselves. And 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 the more. They play in this environment going into the, the playoff next next year. I think they if, – if I were them, I'm not saying I would jump into a league, but I would be watching these games that I'm playing and watching the rest of the landscape and, and going, hey, let's let's have a conversation about this on a routine basis. Why don't we? Um, so, yeah, those are, the, those are the ones. I can kill my first two pretty quick. I'm very interested in the USC Trojans and Oregon Ducks. Okay. Um, one obviously Caleb Williams at USC, and you got Bo Nix coming back at at oh, Oregon. Yeah, it's true. And they got players, and they got good coaches. Yeah, I I think in that league between those two, you know, and you can even throw Washington starting to creep up a little bit, mm-hmm. and you got Michael Penix Jr. coming back. You got mm-hmm. you got some things there, right? Yeah. I think between one of those two, though, I think you may have a there may be enough juice in the Pac-12 this year that if one of them runs the table, they could get in. 
Oh, I think so. And I think if either one of those teams went undefeated, they'd get in. But I, I think they have to go undefeated. I do too. But I think they both can. Sure. I think they can this year. So I, I'm watching there. Um, one we didn't talk about that I am extremely interested in are Wisconsin Badgers. Luke Fickle going to oh. Wisconsin. Uh, changing complete styles. That okay. is going to be weird to watch them basically just airing it out. They're going like – this is a drastic change, right? They're going from lining up, old school, pounding it down your throat, to slinging it all over the lot uh, with my with our good friend Longo. Got my man Jack McNeil up there coaching O-line. Uh, our good friend Luke Fickle. Quick, you clients. Um, and oh, those, is Bicknell up there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good dude. Yeah, Bick's up there. Such uh, a nice Longo. guy. Such a nice guy. Um, but I, I think they're uh, – I'm interested in that one. And then we've mentioned it in the thread, Florida State. I think Florida State is a threat. I think Florida State is a legit threat. Now, the problem is is they could be a team that they could lose the first game of the year, and they could not lose another one. Sure. Like, that first game is legit. That's two legit playoff contending teams playing week one. I mean, legit. I, I think if you put a gun to my head and said, who's the favorite in the ACC, I think people are still sleeping on Clemson. But, dude, Florida State, man. I'm telling you, they're good now. They are good. Agreed. Yeah, Travis coming well, back. Well, and at the end of last season, they were they were good. They were really good. And um, he's done a good job. And you know, you look at it was funny as a year ago. Right now, everybody's like, "Oh, Norvell's on the hot seat. Norvell's on the hot seat." Well, he said, "Hold my beer and watch this." And he's and he's flipped it around really quick. Um, I like what they're doing there. Um, and then Colorado, I want to see what the experiment how it turns out. Sure, but I'm. I mean. Not expecting much. No, no, and, and I'm not going to judge if 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 they go three and nine. When the some of the people will be like, "Oh, see, Dion, like, no, 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 you got he gets more time than that." I, I'm not I'm not judging year one. Now, it, it's possible that it might you might look at it and go, "Hey, cat, you're going to slow down." A little. It's what it looks like more than what the right, scoreboard right, right. is. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he could go three and nine, and you'd be like, "Okay, I mean, yeah, he's got some time." Or yeah. you can go three and nine, and go, "Hey, this shit ain't working." Right, it's, it's what it looks like. Sure. Um, I'm interested, so I'll, I'll be watching that. Got any bills to pay today? Yeah. Uh, Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, also fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can order online at walkons.com. Are on their convenient walk-ons app. If you're uh, this weekend watching the, the PGA Championship, or you're watching some uh, Major League Baseball, college baseball, when is the when's the next race? Is the Preakness this weekend? Couldn't tell you. Okay, it's usually two weeks apart, right? Yeah. When was the Derby? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, be. it's about time. I don't know. Whenever. Um, check it out in Oxford or Ridgeland, especially, and uh, tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring this little show. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but it's the same great product, same great people, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or that area, get in touch with uh, Eric Payne and the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in you know, Memphis, Hernando, Olive Branch, those areas in North Mississippi, get in touch with our friends at Southern at 662 662- Four two nine, forty four, twenty nine. All right, uh, we'll bounce around a little bit. Got to ask this the other day. I know, uh, you know, Keon Coleman made his decision. Uh, I guess that was yesterday, and I was asking him. Somebody was asking me about uh, 
the Franklin kid at UTSA and, you yep. know, oh, well, you know, this guy's, you know, he caught this many balls, had this many yards and this and that and this and that. There is a big difference that I think from a fan's perspective, it'd probably be good for them to understand is when you're recruiting at a, when you're taking a portal guy from a group of five uh, program, you got to understand one, what position he plays, and then how big of a jump that is from a skill level of what they're going into. Skill players have a very difficult time jumping from um, group of five to power five. Not saying there are outliners, they are out there, but not many guys' production is going up from a group of five, and they make the jump from group of five to power five. Their production is not really going up. Um, offensive linemen have a tough time moving from group of five to power five. Uh, linebackers not so much, man, because if you can run and you can hit, you can play the position, right? It's not it's, it's not really – it depends on what position you play. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, if you're a corner, okay, and you're a group of five corner, the guys you're going against every Saturday, those guys don't even play for the teams that – Right. You know, you're, you're going against a whole other animal. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar from the group of five jump to the NFL, right, is like Jalen Tolbert. I love him to death. Jalen Tolbert was dominated the Sun Belt at receiver at South Alabama. Dominated. Was the best player in the league. He got drafted pretty high by the Cowboys, second, third round, whatever it was, third round, by the Cowboys last year. He didn't even play. And he's a second, third round. He doesn't play. It's a big jump. It takes time. And the problem with the portal is it's kind of like a JUCO kid. When you get them, you don't have four or five years developing. You got you to go. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're um, asking guys to plug in. Plug and play. And so that's why I think when you're in the portal, and just, I mean, if you just look at any commit list, look at any commit list, if it, if whatever your team is, okay, whoever your team, your favorite team is, if you're an Ole Miss person, if you're an Auburn person, because apparently we've got a lot on the show, but if you got an Auburn person, War uh, Eagle, Eagle Bada you can go and, and look at your 22 portal class and look where your players came from and then go and see if you think they had a good year last year. And when you do that, you're going to see the guys that came from the group of uh, from the group of five level to the power five level are usually not superstars. And I broke my ass trying to find this uh, tweet somebody had sent me. Are you okay? I know. I tried. Somebody sent me a tweet uh, like right after the draft, and I can't find it. I don't remember who sent it to me, but there were only like two players. I think I think the number was two players drafted. There were like 50-something players out of the portal drafted in the NFL draft this past year that had done the portal, but only two of those 50 actually transferred up levels. So my point is this, is that when you – you got to understand that, that there's a complete skill change going on, who mm -hmm. you're going against, size, speed, the whole deal. And just look at the NFL. Like when you're at Arkansas State or you're South Alabama and you have a guy that the NFL is interested in – when they come to watch tape, and again, they do a lot of advanced tape now, but when they still come in, the first games that they're going to want to watch is they're going to watch your money games. They want to see how do you play against good competition. They of course. Like when we were at Arkansas State, they wouldn't turn on the game versus North Texas. They were turning on the game versus Virginia Tech. Yeah. They were turning on the game versus Alabama. They didn't even watch when we played Monroe. They didn't even watch the tape. I know. I'm sorry. I had to pull that out for you. But that's that's kind of the same kind of deal. So You're just insulting everything today. Yeah. But anyway, we're, the conversation came up or somebody was asking me about the Franklin kid, UTSA receiver. And he is a good player. I mean, he's done. he did well at UTSA. Um, he's got really good balance and body control. He's not overly big, and he can't. he's not a burner. 
He, would he play anywhere he goes? Sure, he's going to play. Is he going to be a superstar difference maker, a guy that's going to go in there and, like, you're going to hang your hat on third down, by God, everybody in the building knows we're throwing it to you and you got to catch it? No. But he'll, he'll be a guy. Now, the kid that went to uh, Florida State, he's real deal. Couldn't run out sight in a day, but he could. He would body your ass up and make you and catch it. He caught every 50-50 ball, was really good body control and ball judgment, and that's what he's going to do. Um, he'll be a, he'll be a weapon in any college offense because he he's a threat to catch the back shoulder every snap. What about the kid at UTSA that suddenly Texas A and M and Ole Miss and Colorado or that's Franklin kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm talking. He's he'll he'll play, but is he going to be the guy that you can go? Hey, we got this guy. By gosh, we're going to the we're going to Atlanta. No, yeah. He's just going to be a guy in your rotation. He's going to play. He'll he'll have a good year. I mean, it's, but he's not going to be a superstar because he he can't. He's not big, he's average size, and he's not a burner. He's not running by guys in the, in the SEC or Pac-12, but he'll, he'll be a guy. He'll we're about okay. two years in. My thoughts on the portal are begin, <clears throat> beginning to crystallize. Not completely there yet, but they're beginning to. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to form an opinion that I feel strongly with. Yeah. I'm about not roster, com- building a roster you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. I'm not completely there. And I could be proven wrong again. Do you know I, who was there in this on this podcast, like episode one? You. I'm I'm a little more. I know you're. I'm patient. a little more pragmatic, pragmatic and rational than you are. I'm a little more, a little more patient, a little more deliberate. Do you know why we study history, Neil? Because history tends to repeat itself. So when you have these bars of successful programs, and you go, "What are they doing?" Hmm. When they are all doing the same things. Here's my thing about the portal, especially the second turn in the portal, is we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just because the market, like, I'm using NBA draft analogy, okay? okay? All right. 
there's going to be a lot of teams in the draft that are going to think about trading up, okay? Trading assets, future assets to trade up. So let's take my Thunder, okay? They're 12. They have the 12th pick. They have tons of assets. And frankly, the roster's kind of crowded. And there's going to be some people that say, hey, you should trade up from 12 to 6, 12 to 7. It's going to cost you, but you're going to get a player. Are you? Because this is a draft where after the first four or five guys, and maybe even including a couple of those guys, from like 5 to 13, 14, these are flawed players, guys who can play, guys who do things well, but they're flawed players. You know, there's, um, so I, that, that my point is, is that I kind of look at the second part of the portal and just because a guy's getting a quarter of a million dollars to go play because there's a market for him, um, doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he's actually good just because you're just because these are the stragglers, if you will, in the portal. These are the last guys available. Supply versus demand. And there's and everyone's looking to okay. There's a big defensive lineman, Stefan Wynn Jr. I think is his name. Committed to Ole Miss today. He started his career at Alabama. Played had like 20 tackles in three years. He played at Nebraska this past season. Had an okay season. Um, he's got one year of eligibility left. I'm sure he's very familiar with Pete Golding from their time together in, 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 in Tuscaloosa. And so he's he's going to Ole Miss. And this is not to say that he won't be the greatest player in the history of the program. I'd bet against it. But there's this, oh, well, we got him. Okay, yeah, well, what did you get? I'm not saying you didn't get anything, but what did you get? I mean, you're, you're getting a guy who's been at two places. He didn't he didn't play much at Alabama. Is he grad transfer, I take it? I, I would assume. Yeah. Otherwise, he's have to get a waiver. Um, and he doesn't have a year to sit because he's already taken a redshirt year. Um, you, you understand my point? I do. I, I, there's, there's just this, this scurrying for, for like the kid at, at UTSA who might end up being a superstar. I'm not saying he won't be, but there's this scurrying for this guy, and it's like the only reason you're doing this is supply and demand. This, this is, and then yesterday Keon Coleman commits and he says, you know, where I'm gonna spend the next eight or nine months. <laughs> I saw that. That's great. And I mean, I, hey, <laughs> that's a new one. Kudos to you, bud. Honesty. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that one. I mean, I love transparency. Sign me hey, up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just question whether. I, I think I think if 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 you're plugging a spot here and a spot there with portal, right? I'm, I'm, I'm I can see it. The, the 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 opinion that I'm starting to form is that going out and getting. And I'm not talking just about Ole Miss here. It applies to Ole yeah, Miss. But this is not just Ole Miss. There's a bunch. Well, it's everybody. This this going out and getting twenty portal guys every year, to me, it feels like it won't work ultimately. I think I think I'll put it this way. It might raise your floor, but I don't think it does a whole lot for your ceiling. Yeah. You, there are outliers. And I and I meant to say this earlier when we we're talking about the group of five kids going there are going to be guys that do great. Okay, I'm just talking about as a whole and, a, and a, as a general thought process because there's going to be guys, there's going to be guys coming from D2 that can go really play in a Power 5 level. So I'm not talking about every player. And, and the same thing with the portals. They're outliers. You know, I think USC, they've been very heavy in the portal. 
and they've done very well in the portal, but they're not doing typical portal recruiting either. All right. Right, right, right. All right. We're going to go get, okay, I'm the head coach. I'm leaving Oklahoma going to USC, and I'm going to take the best quarterback in America that's going to be the number one pick in the draft, and he is going to portal to my school. Shocker, you're going to have a good team if you have the best football player in America playing quarterback. Of course. All right. Bear Alexander was going to be a starting defensive lineman at Georgia. Okay. Shocker, Georgia's pretty good on defense. Okay. So if I get the guy that's going to be one of the 11 best at Georgia – to come play defensive line at my place, I can spend some money. It's going to work. Oh yeah, out. sign me up for sign that. Sign me up, right? Yeah, sure. It's the others. Let's let's take the top, cut the cream off the top. It's what's left because the cream off the top is getting paid for, and it's getting paid for heavy. And Keon Cole and, and Keon Coleman got really good money. And I wouldn't call him the cream. And that's, the, that, he, that's my point. He is. Well, he got the, he got cream money. He got cream money. He's good. And he's going to play in the NFL. Sure, sure, sure. But he's not. That's that's kind of my point. Is if if this is what the market is, and this is what it costs to get a one year rental at the end of the portal season, I think you're better off taking that money and investing it in other spots. Yeah, that's my opinion. I, I don't disagree with you. It's it's interesting, and and you know if if that's what the one hole you're missing to be a solid position group, I get it. But it's it's interesting. All right, um, I'm going to keep this tight today. All right, I, <laughs> I had to talk about this. Mm. <laughs> I know where you're going. You know where I'm going? Yep. All right, so about a month ago, our good friends that own the blue cans, they decided to run a uh, marketing campaign and lose billions of dollars. All right? They did? Billions, like not not – Millions, billions. And then they had people like me going, hey, we're done with you, Bud Light, so I'm going to go to Miller Light. And Miller Light said, hey, hold my beer and watch this. And so they got woke and uh, going broke. So I'm trying to find a beer. Somebody sent me something on Twitter I saw this morning. I apologize. I haven't responded yet. But somebody sent me a beer out of Memphis I need to try. Um. And now I was, I think my wife sent this to me, Sports Illustrated, Mm -hmm. in the swimsuit edition, is going to put a transgender male, I guess, is that the right words before I upset some people? A transgender. It's a transgender. Female? Is that how you say it? uh, Kim Petras. Uh, she identifies as as female. Yes, what Neil said. She, uh, She is a biological male. I don't know where she stands at this point in the whole process process of process of transformation. I don't know. Okay. So this is not about I'm not trying to offend anyone. She's on the cover though of the twenty twenty three Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. All right. But this is McCready and Siski Common Sense Party, twenty twenty four. Wiseacre is a good Wiseacre's a really good Memphis brew. I think that's the one Excellent. somebody sent to me. Excellent. It's a red can? No, uh, Wiseacre's kind of a yellow I'll green can, I think, if I recall correctly. It's good beer. Yeah, so here's the deal. I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to offend you. Go do your thing, whatever y'all want to do. Here's my complaint, okay, is how do people in mark, get marketing jobs at big fucking companies, man? This isn't like 
hey, we're at Quick U, and I come up with some great idea, and, and it pisses people off. There has to be tens of people that go, hey, that is a good idea. Hey, that is a good idea. Hey, that is a good idea. You're at Sports Illustrated. All right, I'm just going to go on a limb here, okay? Common sense, Dr. Common Sense here. Yep. I'm going to guess that the people purchasing Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition magazines or heterosexual males is probably your top market. Would I be stretching there? No. I mean, I, it, is that fair? It's a big, if it's got to be the, the majority. Look, I'm a little older than you, not a whole lot. And when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, where are you going with this, Neil? <laughs> that was one of the highlights of the year was when that thing dropped. When that magazine dropped. Why was that? Well, but if you go back and look at it, <laughs> seriously. I mean, number one, it was beautiful women. And it was it was fairly wholesome. I mean, it wasn't. Get out of here. It left there a, wasn't nothing wholesome about it that. It left a lot to the imagination. Com- Not much. Compared to now? We didn't grow up with, with a phone the way that I didn't. I didn't have a phone. <laughs> what would you need a phone for? If I wanted to look at... <laughs> Women, I didn't. I couldn't just go to a site. There it is. I've told you this. I had a friend oh, named. Turn the podcast off, mom. I had a. Oh, she knows. I had a friend named uh, Neil Fuller, who lived up the street from me in Ruston, and they got Cinemax. <laughs> they had Cinemax, and if you. If you had the antenna on the TV just right at about one in the morning, you might see some boobs. And his dad, his dad had a, had a Playboy collection, and we we'd slip that out. You had to make sure you you had to you had to kind of make sure that you put it back in the same place. I'm gonna stroke out. So that's about the extent of it. Is he had Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? All right, and so, yet <laughs> Kathy Ireland and L. McPherson and I mean Christy Brinkley, Cindy Crawford, but Christy Brinkley, I mean. But the, my point is, is that it, it, yeah, it was who 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 did that magazine appeal to? It was they were they were appealing to guys. <laughs> Snide's got something for you. <laughs> Skin of X. No. no. I mean, a few. A few pay- look, look, look. I've, I've said this before. <coughs> that I saw where Kathy Ireland was uh, was appearing in Oxford not so long ago, and a part of me felt like I really ought to go to the event and apologize. <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? You know what I mean, you weren't there, but you kind of were, and I didn't treat you with a lot of respect. I'm very sorry. This program brought to you by the Biden administration. All right. So, but here's my deal. All of the politics aside, let's let's drop our left and drop our right. Who in the marketing campaign goes, hey, I got a great idea? I don't know. This is what I don't understand. This is we're gonna take, we're gonna take our best, and it's all three companies. Is it the same person going like gets fired from Bud Light, goes to Miller Light? Damn, I just got fired from Miller Light. Let's go to Sports Illustrated. Like but it takes tens of people. You take your your target audience and you're just flipping the bird. Yeah. Like I don't I don't get it. But I don't understand it either. I, I mean, just, if I mean, look, 
I'm I'm not in marketing. Oh, but it's uh, great. I, I, I don't even know. I, what I'm to guessing say. if I'm sitting in the room in marketing, I'm like, okay, our objective. <laughs> number one, what's our objective? It's to make money, right? We want to we want to sell, we want to sell the magazine. We want to we want to we want to sell the magazine, right? Yeah. If I'm if I'm marketing Bud Light, what's my objective? To sell Bud Light. I want as many people <coughs> buying Bud Light as possible. That's it, that's my goal. I think. I mean, I, I, like it should I, be. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not in business necessarily. I guess. I, I mean, I, I am. But but your goal at Quick U is to get as many clients as possible. That is correct. Correct. That is. Correct. And so you 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 target you 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 fashion your product to be appealing to potential clients. Yes. And if a bunch of them buy it, awesome for you. If none of them buy it, well, you ain't gonna be, it's not going to go so well. That is correct. Well, that's it's basic thing. So, so, and it's the only magazine they're probably selling at all at this point in time. It's what I don't understand. Yeah, it, it, I don't understand why someone can't say in the room, what are we doing? Is this a death wish? The only I, mean, thing- I don't even I don't even have a problem with like believe it or not, like like Martha Stewart's on one of the covers, right? She's inside one of the. My things. wife didn't like that, but she, she's eighty one years old. I mean, let's be real here for just a damn minute. I mean, what are we doing? And what's that about? I don't why? know. Why? <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Know. But why? But when you do the thing where you're like, okay, it's not even a girl. Now you're telling your target audience, like you said, you're just, you're just flipping them off. You're just telling them, well, you're telling them you don't care don't about care. them. You care more about a handful of people giving you social media praise for how brave and courageous you are over, hey, let's, let's do what's the best interest of the product. Yeah. That- and, and, and now people are just done with it. They're just done with it. All right, Austin comes in with a super chat, says, Did y'all see what Adidas did today? They have grown men using that term loosely, wearing small girl swimsuits. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. But I, why? I don't know, dude. I just I, I, says I, he'd rather see a big girl on the cover. <laughs> Let's go, Grind. All right. I, I just I don't know. I don't I don't the whole go woke, go broke, but let's do it anyway thing defies logic to me i don't i don't understand it. only thing i could seriously the only thing because i've really tried to go okay what in the hell were they thinking is there's no such thing as negative publicity and they're getting attention to it but at, there there comes there's a there's a fine line between getting clicks and getting and getting broke going broke there's a fine line well they they rate raced through that line. yeah they they went all the other side of it all right neil we'll wrap up with this um i thought this would be fun all right so now that our good friend Cole has got this TikTok thing going, mm-hmm. and uh, with our good friend Rico Rico blows um, Rico knows, um, <laughs> after last week and all the comments, I thought it'd be good to like every once in a while maybe make him do it every week. I guess during the summer, for you and I to read some mean talks. Okay. Instead of mean tweets, we'll call them mean talks. You gonna, you gonna send me a few? Uh, yeah, I'll send you. I'll read this one. I was just gonna do two. All right, off this one. Um. So, hey, speaking of our guy Rico, um, now it, it kills me because I don't like I follow like very few golfers and stuff, and so when I get on my for you page thing, I just it knows my it's got an algorithm. I have like ninety golf things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now that I commented with Rico, 
so he he pops up my for you feed all the time. So uh, very interesting. He he threw out another interesting fact that I'm sure all the followers like blew right through and nobody paid attention. Mm-hmm. I have a legit question I would like to know. He mentioned he was talking about some kid at Colorado, and he says I have watched their spring practices on okay. film. All right. Okay. Well, I wonder how you did that. How I got a question is how did you get that film? Because a coach would have had to send it to you. A coach would either have had to send it to you. All right. I or mean, you, that's the only way. Or you broke into their computer you, system. And he is a cyber expert for the oh, NSA. How about that? But I would like to know what, and he, he, I guess, was a journalist or something in one life. He's like MacGyver a little bit. He does a little bit of everything. But I would just, everybody kind of like blew through that. Like, how did you watch practice film? Maybe he did. Oh, I'm mean, just curious of how. No, I the, would, I would question, I would question what you're doing with your life. Do you know? Well, first of all, you know what happens if anybody in the building ever sent out practice film? They're gone. Oh, dude, that's like uh, you're not night night. That's not night. So, my guess, my advice was, if Rico does have somebody sending him practice film, I wouldn't say that in public because somebody's gonna get fired if they find out. Let me send this to you so you can read the bottom one here. Okay. No, that's not the one I sent you. Hang on. Sent you the wrong one, boss. Screenshot the wrong thing. All right. So read the, read the bottom one right here, and I'll I'll follow it up. Hang on a second. I can't talk when I text. Clay's laughing. Somewhere. My wife's the exact same way. I can't. I, I've tried. I can't. I'm terrible. <laughs> I lose all focus. She'll get a text, and I'm like, is. I, I was like, is that one of the girls? And she's like, yeah, no, I'll just say, is everything okay? And there's like these 10 seconds of silence. I'm like, is everything okay? Oh, yeah, I just can't read it. I'm like, well, just tell me everything. It all bothers right. everybody around me, and I, I can't help it. All right, so read the bottom one right there. All right, so this is all in right. response to the – so if you're on Twitter, you saw it. We do the same – Cole does the same post on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and on uh, TikTok. So this is the video of us discussing Auburn's over-under – uh, six and a half wins. Okay. This is from Dan. It's from Dan you on got, TikTok. You guys suck. Auburn owns Ole Miss. They have flipped the roster. Auburn still has a better composite roster ranking than all but four teams on schedule. That's then, not too bad. Not too bad. But then the best part was. I mean, I get worse than that every day. He follows it up. The, and it's hard for you to understand TikTok because they the way they do the responses. He follows it up with the only one worth a damn is the one on the right. Referring to me. Oh. So. They don't like me. They don't like you. No, no, no. All right. So I responded. Grind will appreciate this. I responded. I did off my account. And I just put WDE, War Damn Eagle. Right. Messing with him, right? He responds to me. He says, please ditch these fools. Or please ditch these losers. Holy shit. They are clueless. Okay. So I'll just let him know. I was like. Hey, read my username. I'm the loser. Clueless. Looks like that's karma. War damn eagle anyway. He didn't realize that I was the fucking guy that he was calling uh, clueless and a loser and a bum. Oh. He doesn't. They don't even do the research, right? And then my personal favorite. Okay. This comes from, I'm going to say Peyton, but it's P6YT9N. He says the that's most. What his parents named him. Okay, that's that's his pronouns. Little six and a nine in it. 
the most generic and convenient takes. Neither of these guys have any knowledge of Auburn football and are just talking to talk. So I gave him a little response. I said, except for the fact that I played at Auburn and I coach wide receivers for Hugh Freeze. I said, but yeah, I know nothing about Auburn football. There's a reason you're not in it anymore. That's right. There's a reason. I mean, you know. Um, And then um, this was the best part. This actually made me laugh. So Uh he responds. He says, when did you play in the Stone Ages? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. He goes, do you live in Auburn? Do you see firsthand the changes being made between the coaching staffs? Even in the past few years, Mm. Auburn underperformed and could have won eight to ten games. Oh. With one of those, with one of the worst coaching staffs and roster ever. You're, and it's supposed to be you are, but he said you're. Mm-hmm. Take a beating, or your take of beating somebody is, I don't know what he said, low-key or low-key or something. He can't, he can't talk. He goes, it's no secret. It's going to take a couple of years for Auburn's roster to flip. Mm. So they didn't like, uh, you don't have a lot of Auburn fans over here that like you, Neil. No, I'm I'm very unpopular. I lost uh, I lost lost a lot of, uh, of of points with Auburn Nation last November. You did. All I said. You're wearing an orange and blue shirt though. As I mean, am I. I mean, all I yeah. I mean, I I bleed orange and blue. Um, all I said was that Kiffin wasn't going to be a fit there. That's all I said. I mean, that's what I said. And that just caused the uproar. I think it caused a lot of it. Not, I mean, I tweeted on the night before Thanksgiving that Hugh Freeze was going to be the next coach at Auburn. They didn't like that either at the time? No, I don't think they did. They probably didn't like the cult part. And I was pretty critical of some of the media that covers Auburn. Like, those guys are – I don't get this when people do it. I know I'm kind of becoming in the minority. I don't ever view – like, I cover Ole Miss. I don't think it's my job to protect Ole Miss. It's my job to cover Ole Miss. It's, I'm not going to sit on a story to protect Ole Miss. And I felt like some of those guys were sitting on stories. I because I think I think some of them, I think some of them knew middle of the week that the Kiffin thing was falling apart, and they didn't they didn't write it. Oh, Snide says then you called him a cult. That's what got you. I did. I, I did call him a cult. I called A and M a cult. You know what's funny though. Most schools are kind of cult, but Auburn, every Auburn, school, Auburn, Auburn can get kind of culty. And like that, that some of that, the language that he uses right there is that, that holier than thou stuff that that's kind of cultish. You don't, you don't get that everywhere. Bought to get a, I don't see that. Here's what all kidding aside. I went to Auburn. I played there. I sat the bench there. I was a great bench warmer, but I, I, I was working for 10 sports <clears throat> says, Hey, Neil makes up. For with Razorback Nation, the truth is they they that, hate me too. Which that's is Dave that works for me. Yeah, it's been funny. It's just kind of interesting that they. The, the truth is though, they they despise me. Like I I could never like go. You're like a fan with no home. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> yeah, but you're, that, you're right though. I I'm, I don't I, like if if I stopped covering college sports, I'm not sure how much I'd really watch them. Yeah. So for me, this is what's weird, right? Is if I had to be a fan, like you said, hey, you got to pick a team. Auburn would be my team. That's where I played. I went to mm-hmm. school there. Met sure. my wife there. My wife. I did not graduate from there because sure. Tuberville didn't like me, so I finished at Troy. But you know, I grew up an Auburn fan, the whole deal. But I, at, still, at that point in time, I've told said this a thousand times. Coaching kind of took fandom out of me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but now with with Hugh back there, you know Ben Agamoa's there. I, I got you know I got somebody else that's going there. I can't say it'll be starting June the first. It's a good buddy of mine that I live with. Um, that's going to be on the coaching staff. I, I got so many people there that I now have personal relationships. John Miller's there. Mm-hmm. When we, just a lot of people that I've worked with are now at Auburn. Uh, on top of that, I played there, and that's where I grew up. Fan. So if you said, it, who am I pulling for? I want them to win. I'm, I'm an Auburn, I guess, fan. But I don't like – if they lose the game, I'm not going to cry about it. I won't think about it. I'm not going to get upset when they're down 40 to nothing or they're up 40 to nothing. I'm gonna, not going to have a better day. So maybe I'm not a fan. I don't know. But my point of the drill is this, is that where I think you and I have a unique perspective is we're taking the fandom out of the opinions, right? Yeah. I mean, I I, I covered Auburn for six years. I, I had a, I was in that state for 12. Lived in Alabama for 12 years. That's, um, a, good, that's, a, that's a good time. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, I have a lot of friends in Alabama. Probably have more friends in Alabama than I do um, here, frankly, if I'm honest. Um, I I loved my time covering Auburn. I mean, I did. I, I had had they moved me to Auburn, I would have stayed on the beat longer. Um, they insisted that I stay in Mobile, and that 225 mile drive was becoming a depressing thing. As that is a long drive, too. You know, it was one thing when we didn't have kids, and then when we did have kids, I. I I just missed being home. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed covering Auburn. I made a lot of friends on the beat. I mean, their media relations director, Kirk Sampson, still one of my really good friends. Um, hell, I mean, I took Campbell to look at Auburn. I mean, I thought she would like Auburn. I was wrong, but uh, I thought she would. And um, I asked, even asked Caroline a couple of years ago if she wanted to go look at Auburn. It was one of the schools that I told her you might like it. Um I just, I just don't. When you cover it, I'm old school, and I realize that this is no longer the case. We've talked about this before. I think, I think I'm a dinosaur. I think they're phasing people like me out of the out of the field quickly, intentionally. Well, they rather have fans than they, the journalists. They, they want fans covering teams. The people like at on three, for example, they're hiring fans. It's not a criticism. It's what they're doing. Twenty four seven, they they hire fans. Um, there's a lot of fans in the Rivals Network, a lot, a whole lot. I mean, I see tons of it. Um, I think it's intentional. I don't I don't think that's an accident. Um, but I also think it's part of the problem, too. It, it might be. My, my point is, is that if, if I were to go, if I were to go try to do what I did when I covered Auburn, when I moved here and covered here, um, today, like if you put me, like I'll go here. People are always like, you're going to move to Arkansas, which I'm not. Um, but let's say I did for kicks and giggles. Let's say I called rivals and I'm like, hey, I want to uh, I want to run the Arkansas site. Okay. And let's say that, that rivals went, all right, you've done a great job on the Ole Miss site. Sure. We're going to give it to you. If I went and covered Arkansas, day one, they'd be like, oh, you're an Ole Miss guy. <laughs> day one. You're an Ole Miss guy. The next thing, are you an Arkansas fan? No, I'm not. Okay, well, then we hate you. You, you, you couldn't – I don't think you could do it You're today. like Tom Hanks in the terminal. I, I don't <laughs> think you could do it today. I think they're phasing people like me out. I don't blame them. I completely get it. Uh, fans want I, – I think the majority of fans want the people that cover them to be fans. I, I, I think that I've, – I've been on the record here. I, I actually do. Now, 
it's funny. This is where with pro sports, which is where if you told me, hey, you're going to move on and, and stay in journalism, I would not accept anything that wasn't covering pro sports. Because in pro sports, I don't think people care as much. They don't. Like, like I They re- almost expect you to be the other way around. They, they almost expect you to be completely the opposite, if I, you think about it. I think, uh, I, I, you know, I follow the Thunder. I have no idea, no idea who uh, Joe Masato, who covers the Thunder for the Oklahoman, I have no idea who he's a fan of, or if he's a fan, I, and, and nor do I care. I, I just don't care. And some of the people that I follow who, who cover the Cubs, frankly, the ones who annoy me the most are the fans. The ones who I like the most, uh, Sahad of Sharma, Patrick Mooney, I don't think they're Cub fans. And I don't care. Who cares? They're really good at what they do. I get lots of information. Uh, Paul Daner Jr., who covers the Bengals, I have no idea if he's a fan or not. No clue. I, I don't think he is. I think he just covers the NFL. I, I, I love his work. So that's kind of my mindset with it. And I just think that bugs people. And I think that's what happened on the Auburn deal. I think the people at Auburn – could not accept that my opinions about Kiffin and what Kiffin might ultimately do and Kiffin's fit at Auburn, I think they viewed it. I'm going to be totally honest for just two two seconds here. Well, that's what we do. I think they viewed it as I was hoping Lane Kiffin would not leave. Okay? That's not right. And in reality, by the end, I'd put so much work into what was coming if he left it's better for business. That I was border. I had to fight the urge to be disappointed that he didn't leave. And that has nothing to do with Lane. It's not personal at all. But it was, gosh, man, I was ready for a coaching search. We had all this stuff set up. We were like, boom. We were. I, I knew we were going to be way ahead of the competition. Right. I mean, we were going to be like, we had, had Lane Kiffin left for Auburn on that Friday, the amount of content that we had ready to go, boom, 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 boom on our page, podcasts and stuff that we, 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 we A, I would have made a bunch of money. You've been talking to Paul? <laughs> B, I would have had, I would have had, uh, I would have had, we would have, we just, we would have, we would have looked, we would have looked incredibly prepared. Yeah. And so there was a part of me that was like, when there at the end, when, when I, I, I think I said, guys, I kind of hope he goes. They just didn't believe me. They couldn't relate to that because frankly, nobody on their beat could ever say something like that. Wouldn't survive. Yeah. And that's the, that's that's where it comes. I, I, I get it. I get where the hate comes from. I don't lose any sleep over it. I totally understand it because it's not personal. Nobody know if they knew me personally and still hated me. I'd be like, well, gosh, man, am I doing am I am I yeah, doing something right. wrong? But but they they don't. I mean, I, so I, I see where it comes from. I completely understand it. And, and again, I, I I think people like me are being phased out of the business, and I understand it completely. Yeah. The only I don't have any kind of experience like that you have. The only thing that. I have even similar to that is when somebody asks me a question about Ole Miss and I have to dance around the truth. I'll, I'll let, I'll let them know the truth, but then they, but if I tell them, they'll ask me a question. Okay. Which is, by the way, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in, in the world is if you ask my opinion and then I give you my opinion and then you act like a jackass because I gave you the, answered the question right. that you wanted me to answer. Right. But you know, I'm going to be in, but I'm also in a position where I don't give a shit. I've, I'm at that age and at that point in my life where I don't care anymore. But I don't. I don't enjoy. I put it like this: like Mama says, if you got something, uh, it's better to say nothing at all. Sometimes I'll just I'll step out. I won't be a part of a discussion. Then when it starts getting down that road, 
um, if I think that it's going to create that. Because you know when somebody asks you a question where that conversation's going, I'll just get out. Yeah. I'm not going to deal with it. Because yeah. you can't be um, – and then Ole Miss is obviously the latest the latest stop that's like that. It'll go away, I guess, with time. But when you say something, anything that's critical, and they got their glasses on, their fan glasses on, it's it's like it's almost like it's a personal attack at them. Right. It's not a personal attack at anybody. I generally hope – all Ole Miss fans, hope you all win every game. I hope you're happy. Auburn fans hope you win every game because I don't care. Sure. And so for me, you know, it's not about the fandom. I just want to tell the truth. And if you ask me a question and I answer the question that you asked, don't bitch and act like a 10-year-old girl because it doesn't agree with your agenda. You know, I'm not – I could never do the fan site stuff. I could never do that. Couldn't ever do it. Yeah. Because I tell you the truth. And when I tell you the truth – I would have zero subscribers because they want to go in there and they want to – it's fluffy cloud day, right? Yeah. Tell me how good every fucking player that you're recruiting is going to win the Heisman motherfucking trophy. It pisses me off. No, he can suck. We're an hour and tw- – we made it this long. Yeah, he can suck. Well. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sure. Every recruit is not going to come in and be the savior of the offense or the savior of the defense, okay? You can look at things just – Hit your little Google machine. Take your floppy disk out. I was joking the other day. Turn off your Oregon Trail off of your freaking floppy disk. Pull it out, okay, and hit the little Google machine and go look at the pat. Look at the facts, okay. I don't like. I cannot stand sugarcoating things for people, and because now if it when it excuse me not if it does it when it when it goes the way, it goes opposite of when you start sugarcoating things. Sure, and it goes the way it, that you really deep down inside you know it's going to go. Now you're a liar. You told me we were going to win all these games. You told me this guy was going to be good. Nope, that's why I don't do it. If I think the guy sucks, he sucks. And on the off chance, there's a, there's a, a less chance that that kid that I said sucks is going to be a good player. So I actually am playing the percentages. Yeah. it's We, we, could, we could do this conversation another time. <laughs> yeah, it, we need to. It, it, we need to stop. It, it's – um. It's why when I when I started doing picks on Thursdays, yeah, I can't tell you how many people said you can't do that, and I'm like, why? You can't pick football games. You can't pick against Ole Miss. I'm like, what if I think they're going to lose? Well, you just can't do it. I'm like, but why? Like fans told you that? No, no other other media like in this oh yeah this genre. You know, because in Mobile with the Press Register, we picked games. You know, I mean, it was like one of the things you did. And people loved it. I mean, I know people like picks because yeah. they like to either go, you were wrong, or, hey, what, what do you think, or whatever. Um, I'm like, sure we can. You know, you're going to miss some. I mean, obviously. I mean, if I knew, hey, every pick I ever make is going to be right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Vegas for a few weeks, make all my money, and then I'm heading to, the, <laughs> heading to my island somewhere. Um, it, but I can't tell you how many people are like, I can't do it. And then there's there's people like, well, I'll, you know, I, I know if I if I pick against School X, I just I, I just can't do it. Hell, I got I I'm got like, grief. You may tell you one of the of all the shit that I have done, all right, to for Ole Miss people to hate me. I mean, we can we can go down the list. You know, it started with binocular gate, and then I worked from suck. then I worked for Matt Luke, and I mean, you just you just draw keep drawing lines. You know, one of the worst things since I have been involved with Ole Miss that I got the most shit for okay. is when I was doing like a home visit and I was on your network, but I wasn't doing yeah. this show. Yeah. 
I came on your show. Matter of fact, it may have been like right when I, we started putting the home visit on your deal. Mm-hmm. I came on your show with Chase, the Oxford Exxon podcast in the morning that y'all do about Ole Miss sports. Well, and we th- were today, talk- today we did 45 minutes of NBA. So. Did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. right, awesome. Um, and it was Alabama and Ole Miss game. And I actually picked Ole Miss because I legitimately thought they were going to win the game. Like oh, I, I remember this. I, I actually picked Ole Miss. So I put down – I was being real, but I was being honest. I thought it was a good I, – I thought it was a really good matchup. Was that the popcorn game? Uh, Get your popcorn yes. ready. There's okay. one where he went for it 86 times on fourth down. <laughs> that one? Yeah. All right. I got more shit about picking Ole Miss, and they <laughs> – you said they were going to win. That was the worst take I've ever heard. I can't believe you said they were going to win. They like, Ole Miss fans wearing me out. And I'm going like, I, you can't win. So at that point in time, I just said, fuck them. I'll say what I'm going to say, and, and I'll either pick against them or, or pick for them. Yeah. I mean, you, can't, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, you no, can't. I mean, I mean, my, my philosophy on it is, is I mean, if the football gods came down and said, hey, you get to decide what Ole Miss does, I'm like, oh, well, then just let them win because it's easier. It's good for business. It, it's just, well, for your business. Frankly, for my business. They need to win or lose. Well, I've covered <laughs> I've covered a team that won the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. It was a really good team. I've covered a two and ten team that I'm telling you would not finish in the top half of the Sun Belt. <laughs> and I've covered everything in between. Was that the year before we got here? Yeah, <laughs> twenty eleven. I mean, that yeah. was just a just a just a an absolute yeah. just an absolute disaster of a season. I mean, just from from oh, I coached half of them. I, I got I got it. Yeah, I mean, just. <laughs> Well, I mean, the off the field stuff. The, oh, dude, the morale. I mean, just the whole. The hey, whole when the we whole get deal. ready to burn this some bitch down, like we're both ready to say fuck it. Yeah. All right, and we're ready to burn it down. I got some stories. But here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. And this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't mean for it to be arrogant. Okay, because I'm, you know, you've known me a long time. Yes. I think the last thing anybody would ever call me that is, is arrogant. Correct. Yes, you're correct. So I've done it for 15 plus years. I've covered several really good Ole Miss teams. Yeah. And I've covered some some bad ones, including one disastrously bad team. Right. And I've covered a lot of middle. Right. A lot of middle. A lot of that. Yeah. And my business has grown steadily. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that means I'm awesome. It just means that it's grown. I mean, so when people go, well, boy, if they don't win, I don't know. I mean, no. Is it, so for business, I don't know that it matters. Now for for ease, it is so much easier to cover a winning team. Yes. Than it is to cover a losing team. So if if the this is the part that always cracks me up, like you hate Ole Miss, you want them to lose. I get that sometimes. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'd, I get it too. I'd, I'd just assume them win. Frankly, I mean, it's just easier. It's much it's it's much easier to cover a happy team, and it's easier to cover winning. Losing teams go into shells. The players stop talking. The coaches get paranoid. Yeah. Everything gets tense. Information gets cut off. It's just hard. Covering a hard, a losing team is hard. Like covering this basketball team the last two years was, man, it was miserable. It was miserable. Like <laughs> it, it, you, you like the people, you see, you know, because you be like, why don't you ask him why they suck? Hey, you, what game was that? I text you because I like going to the basketball games. I don't care. I, I like basketball. I don't care if they suck or not. I'll go. Yeah. I forgot what game it was. I text you. They were down like twenty to nothing, and I said, I said, can I knew you were covering the game. I yeah. said something like. Oh my God, or something. You're like, what's going on? I'm on my way. I was like, just turn around, go home. Yeah. I'd gotten a late. It was UCF, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. UCF. Like, turn they around, were down go home. like 21 to nothing. 
I said, just turn around and go home covered on TV. I did I did really like Taylor Hendricks for UCF. He's gonna be a lottery pick. Anyway, that's um that, that's that's it. The that, thing. It just it, it crack that's the part that always cracks me up is it's no, I would rather them win. But two things. Two things. I have no control over it. And then secondly, if I allowed that to become an emotion, right? Not just a hey, if the if the football gods came down and said, Hey, do you want them to go twelve and zero or zero and twelve? Oh, for the love of God, twelve and zero. Just do it. Yeah. But the truth is there aren't there are no football gods. And and <laughs> I agree, I've tried. And yeah, I know you have. <laughs> and so, you know, if I got emotional about it, one way or the other, right? If I if I if I truly like the people do the he hates Ole Miss thing, if I hated Ole Miss, how hard would it be to write the story when they get the big win? Yeah, you can't. You couldn't because I'd be so disappointed that they won. Yeah. And can. on the flip side, if I'm such a fan that they get pummeled, well, now I'm going to do one of two things in post game. I'm going to get emotional and write a bunch of emotional stuff, or I'm going to be so brokenhearted that I can't do my job. Yeah, you don't tell the truth. Right? I can't do my job. Like, you just, it doesn't. So, so why, why do that to yourself? Yeah, I mean, I told Rippy this on his show. I think it's one thing you reminded me of what I said is like, for me, contrary to proper belief, like I still there's there's people at Ole Miss that I really like a lot as human beings. Grind right? says the football gods are real; they're just Auburn fans. That's right, Grind. Yeah. Tell them War Down Eagle, baby. Body get Um, I had to teach a I had to teach a, a new coach at Auburn the fight song today. Grind on the phone, buddy of mine. All right. Um, that's War Eagle fly down the field. War right? Eagle yeah. fly down the field. Ever to conquer, never, never to yield. yield. War Eagle, fearless, fearless and true. true. Fight on your orange and blue. Go hey, go hey, go. Hey. Is no. it go, go, go? Yeah. Okay. On to victory, strike up the band. Give him hell, give him hell, stand up and you. Hey. Yeah, War Eagle, win for Auburn, pride of the Dixieland. I covered him six years. Look at you, man. Six years. That's pretty cool in the locker room, by the way. Um, never learned an Alabama fight song. I could never remember the words. Something about going to the Rose Bowl yes. and we'll win there. No, I, I got some of the words. I just couldn't remember them all, and, and we didn't really practice it a lot, even though we sang it every freaking deal. The best one's that USC fight song that they play just throughout the game. Just over and over, dude. It's awesome. You know what everybody else thinks annoying that I really like? Rocky Top in the in the game. Like people hate that. I like Rocky Top in the game. I like listening to Rocky Top. I'm one of the minority that I sort of like all of it. Like I think it's all. I think all the schools having their own different thing. Like you know, the Arkansas Woo Pig Suey drives me nuts. See, it doesn't, it doesn't bug me. It never has. If I was a Mississippi State fan, I would like the Cowbells as an opponent. It and it's probably the point of it. Yeah, the Cowbells give me headaches. Yeah, I just think the cheers and stuff are ringing the headphones. Yeah, I just think the, the individual cheers and stuff are kind of cool. I think that's one of the cool things about college sports. Um, but yeah, my point while I was saying is I really like Keith Carter as a human being, like him a lot. I think he's doing I, I like Keith. Mm -hmm. I like Tom Luke, one of my good friends. Yeah, love great guy. Derek Nix, one of my good friends. I want them to succeed. So yeah. pop one of Caroline's yeah. best friends yeah. is 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 Tom's daughter. Yeah. So yeah, I mean contrary to popular belief, I would like for them to succeed. Um, yeah. And so my point is this, is don't confuse me wanting somebody to succeed with the truth. Of course. And that's what I'm just going to give you for better or for worse. Of course. Ooh, like, pig suey. That's like Razorbacks. That's like the deal with Lane. People are like, well, what do you think? You know, I'm like, look, covering Lane's challenging. It's challenging. I mean, he doesn't like to talk about his roster. He. This is the part where I leave the thread. It's true. No, but it's true. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't like to talk about his roster. He's a, he's a Saban disciple to an to an extreme as it pertains to allowing people inside the building to communicate 
We don't get you got the, that one. We don't talk to assistants. We talk to coordinators once a year. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, those are challenging things. So when people are like, well, you know, I mean, I mean, that's the truth from a journalism standpoint, from a pure journalism standpoint. Like, if I ended left, I was going to be like, well, I mean, cool. <laughs> My life's going to get easier. That doesn't mean that Ole Miss is going to be better or whatever. At the end of the day, what I wrote was I thought Lane would be torn. I thought it would get complicated. I thought he seriously considered Auburn because I do believe he seriously considered Auburn. He did a ton of homework on Auburn. <laughs> I can't. So that, I, but I also knew, I'll, and I remember saying this to Jay. I remember telling Jay this. I'm like, this guy's different, and not in a bad way. I'm not, it's not a criticism, but he's one of these guys that could get all the way to the finish line on something and then just go, nope, I don't want to do it today. That is about the most accurate description I've ever heard. And that's not a criticism. No, it's just who he is. It's just who he is. And, and he's, he's a successful coach. He's won a bunch of games. He's done a good job, all that stuff. It's he not, can call the hell of a football game. He's, it's not a criticism. But I, I kept saying that. I'm like, you, you're, you're looking at this like Auburn wins more than Ole Miss. Auburn does a bigger stadium, bigger, this, this. I'm like, he doesn't think that way. This, this guy. Coaches in general don't think yeah, that way. But that guy in particular yeah. does not think that way. He, he's. He just doesn't evaluate it in that regard. And I said, you're going to put him in a place where, and I, I remember saying Hugh was a great fit at, at Auburn, and Hugh and I aren't the best of buddies at all. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with Hugh. It's, it's been a long time, but you understand my point. He, We're going to have a kumbaya moment. I'm just going to let you know. I, I am. I, look, look. I, I, That's I, my guy. I, I think Hugh, I don't know about an apology. Hugh, Hugh should never have said the things that he said we're gonna have a here in april may june of 2016 we're gonna have a that was, moment. that was it was wrong we're gonna have on a kumbaya part. moment it was it, it impacted times have changed it impacted my i mean look i had binoculars you know allegedly yeah. looking through binoculars and i got they hired me you know, i was cheating so bad i did Ole Miss so bad that they hired me back can you imagine that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I was I was doing so bad to Ole Miss that they said, you know what we're doing? We're going to hire that guy back. That's how bad it was. All right, we're going to stop there. Yeah, we've I, gone like I, I, twenty five minutes longer. Than we we're supposed to I actually up. like boomer the boomer 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 sooner. I, I actually like. I do. Song. I like that. I like. Michi I like my guys in Oklahoma now. Look at your clients. Uh, Michigan, the fight song when they when they're when they're at, oh, at yeah. you know, like a parade. I was in Orlando. They were playing Auburn actually, and the Michigan band. Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Michigan band went right by my hotel doing the, the yeah oh it's fantastic no I I, I that's can, a great song I can get the only like I said the Arkansas one I don't know why they just it just all the time it, it bothers me the Whoopi's Kasui thing bothers me um, and the cowbells again if I was a fan I'd be I would probably be used to it but as a, and it does the job but as an opposing coach when you got the I wore double layered headsets you can't get away from it. Because you put your headsets on, it's just ringing. It's because somebody always has their talk button on. It's just ringing through your headsets. You have a headache when you leave. Yeah. You, you're not. You're not. I Man, I'm talking about raging headache. Raging. It's bad. I mean, I've never left that play. I've probably coached there three or four times. I think it's a competitive disadvantage, and the league should should try to enforce it. I, on the flip side, I, I admire the fact that. Oh, I like that they just say, bump you. We're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. I like right? that. And it means something to them. Because if you were, and it didn't matter whatever well, you were a fan like of. At, at Arkansas's graduation the other day, completely unprompted, all the kids did the, they called the, hogs. the called the hog thing at the end of it. That's those, for me, I just kind of thought it was kind of cool. Like, 
I didn't do it. I didn't call the hogs. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I was, I was there supporting my daughter who was graduating, right? Celebrating my daughter, I should say. And they did it. Like, and I looked at her, and I saw her where she was, and Campbell's just not a sports fan. And she's down there calling the hogs because she loves the school. And so I just kind of thought that's kind of cool. And so when you see that, like, when y'all the, the, the hottie toddy cheer. If you don't know anything about Ole Miss, the hottie toddy cheer is stupid. Like, what the hell is that, right? And, and, and the same with, like, Bodegetta. Like the first time I heard body get, I was like, what the hell is that? But everybody knows it. And so it, 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 so it means something to the people who the place means something to. And so I think it's cool. All that's right, that's we, what college sports is about. Can we end on this, please? Yeah. All right. I want to end on something. Since we talked, well, since the McCready Siski Common Sense 2024 tour is in full effect. Yeah. Can I tell you something that really bothers me about the hottie toddy? Sure. I mean, it really legitly bothers me. And we, okay. We can't, look, I can't do the woke stuff in, in my own town I live in. So my seven-year-old, massive Ole Miss fan, massive. I mean, he's it's teaching him profanity. Is that what bothers you? No, no, no. Sing the song. I like the kids are singing the songs and they're like leaving out cuss words. If the cuss words in the fight song is legal, can we just let them sing you the song? About the hotty toddy. Yeah. Well, it's not really a song. It's just a cheer. All right, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's a cheer. Let them sing it. Stop teaching them the wrong words. Oh, instead of. By damn, they're saying by darn or by gosh or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, no, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's okay if a seven-year-old says damn. Like, instead of saying who the hell are we, who the heck are we? Oh, I mean, yeah, like, no, it's hell. Just let yeah. them freaking say yeah, the freaking only two, song. The only two words in there, hell and damn, it's not bad. If, you're go- if they're going to, if they're, if they're smart enough to understand how to remember it, let them freaking say it. I agree completely. Like, let's, let's don't do yeah, this. Don't, let's, don't, let's don't do Don't the, soften it out. And I saw it came across my Twitter feed uh, the other day. It was like they had cheerleaders <laughs> doing something right and they were on a commercial cheerleaders were doing a commercial and they were singing the song and they on the commercial they they sung they uh sung the uh, woke version of the song on the commercial like stop it's not an hour and 45 minutes long. i know we're 14, like an hour longer we're supposed to be only got today. 14 likes my feelings are my feelings are hurt all right we're gonna stop there yeah, let's go we'll be back monday you guys have a great weekend thank you for uh making us a party week we really appreciate it. it's been a lot of fun this is episode 77 so we'll be back Monday with episode 78 of McCready and Siski. Again, our thanks to our friends at um, Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of uh, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Until next time, take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.